Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman and Ben Razzi here for AwesomeMo.com. And we are back with the PGA contenders. And it's for a big one. The Open Championship. Or as I'm going to call it for the entire video, at least I hope, the British Open. Because that is the name of this event. I'm excited about it. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. And now we can talk about Ben hitting a fake outright last week. It was a fake outright. Uh, Should have pumped up. I I was very worried about Lucas Glover. So I took him for a nice top 20 that got there with ease. Wish I upped the ante a little bit uh, and went for those more aggressive. But you know what? A winner's a winner. We had, it was funny, not the best week. We had all our guys find the weekend and they just couldn't really close. And that's the nature of it. But it's always good to add a couple units uh, to the old bank roll with that and, and stem giving me some extra outs for, for the British here. Because this is a wide open field, some juicy numbers out there. I actually think that I've hit all six of my picks to make the weekend or like that have made the weekend over the past two videos. And I don't think that any of them have landed in the the good zone. Yeah. It's hard to do. That it is, especially when you're betting some top 20s. But you know what? If you keep doing that, eventually good things happen and good things are going to happen here. This is my favorite golf tournament of the entire year. Uh, Royal St. George is, is a awesome course. I cannot wait to see how difficult this plays if the wind gets up. Things like that. That's the one caveat, Josh, I want to just get out there for people. We're filming this pretty early. Tea times, weather, those things can affect things. You want to do your due diligence. But for the most part, we're kind of just going to play this straight up. And if anything radical changes, obviously, you got to pivot a little bit. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled in our uh, golf channel in Premium Slack if you are a premium sub or the sports betting channel as well. Keep your eyes peeled to our Twitter as well if there's any major changes, weather coming in, We'll have updates in all of those places. So we have tons more golf content coming out that Ben will close this show with. But for now, uh, you picked up a little bit of a W last week. So the floor is yours. Would you like to go first or second? I'm going to go second. Ooh, okay. I'm excited for this. I'd like the lead off. I want this one because I've done this before. Uh, and I'm going to do it again. Perfect job on the mute button, by you the see, way. That's why I went second. I would have went first if I didn't have to sneeze. Go ahead. Well, there you go. That's fine. So I have made this pick before in big spots like this. I'm doing it again. 20 to 1 outright for Xander Schauffele. 
This dude just comes to play in majors. I mean, he's like permanently finishing second. He was fifth and tied for seventh at the two most recent U.S. Opens. Tied for 17th and third at both Masters since all of those have happened in like the last calendar year. Uh, miscut at the PGA Championship, but we're going to ignore that for now. Knocked on the door of the Open Championship in 2018. Finished tied for second at Carnoustie. Gotta love it. He's made, for every event that he's made the cut for this year, He's only finished lower than 17th once, which is just bonkers. When he's playing, he is just at the top of the leaderboard. There's no real other way around it for him. It's unquestionably one of the best golfers on the planet. I backed him at the US Open. I'm backing him here again. And I think Xander finally gets over the line today. Well, not today, but Sunday. I mean, he's a world-class player. He has no majors. He's going to end with majors. He's too good not to. I don't love the number. That's my biggest gripe. Uh, there are guys like DJ is upwards of 25. There's some just other names that I think uh, maybe not as consistent as Xander, but in terms of winning the tournament, maybe a little more. I'm going to go to a guy. I'm not going to say he's just as likely to win as Xander, but he's 33 to one. So I am getting a little more in Patrick Cantlay. He's kind of in that same bucket. He's searching for his first major. He hasn't been as close as Xander that many times, but this is still someone that has been pretty close. Uh, at times in majors. And I just look at him. He's got a little experience on links, enough where I'm comfortable. His form is fine. He took advantage of Rahm's withdrawal memorial, won that tournament, was 15th at the US Open, 13th at Travelers, T to green automatic. Game is well-rounded. I don't see anything of why he won't be able to play well at Royal St. George's. And he's 33 to one. That's just a number that with a guy like Cantlay, I'd kind of back that blindly, particularly if I didn't see a major issue with his form. And I do not. So he was the second guy that I looked at behind Xander for my outright pick. Uh, the reason I didn't go for him was pretty simple because I took Xander previously at the US Open and I want to be Christen. right with Xander. Yeah, I just I don't. It's just one of those things where like I want to be there when it ends up happening. I have no problems at all going to Cantlay. For my top 10, I got plus 600 on someone that's uh, pretty hot right now. That would be Harris English. Coming in as hot as possible. Picked up a win at the Travelers. Third place finish at the US Open. He went through a weird stretch at the beginning of the year, but it looks like he's been able to right the ship given the, the results over these past two weeks, for him at least, over the past two weeks. Uh, the, in my research, I didn't really see a ton of skill sets that broke free from the pack for Royal St. George. It just that seemed to just be relatively neutral across the board, which is fine for me, for English, who's relatively neutral across the board. Neutral, but good. Uh, let me be a little bit more specific, not neutral like average. Uh, his best finish at an open. Now this one's where, this is where it gets really crazy. Tied for 15th in 2013. His other results have either been bad or non-existent. It's the first time he's playing the open championship since 2016. And I'm actually okay with that. He reached a completely new peak for his skill set in late 2020. And I think he's just simply a different golfer now. I assume he's going to relish the opportunity to get over there and try to do something that he has not really done in his entire career. Like T15 and then a bunch of not playing and tied for 47 type stuff. I would imagine he wants this to be a big event for him. To get to the top 10 at plus 600, I like that line. I mean, he's... He almost backdoored his way into a major not so uh, long ago. Yeah. He's playing fantastic. I think that's the point you have to make with English is there is no data because he's a different player right now. So it's all bad data. I'm not going to take that stance per se with my guy, but uh, I I'm looking at Russell Henley in the top 10 market. And, and it's a similar type of situation where I, I just see odds that 
I don't really understand. There's an 11 to one out there uh, for Russell Henley. And this is a guy that he faded a little on the US Open, but he was in it. Uh, he was absolutely in it. His irons are very strong. He's a good putter. He doesn't have the best, you know, British Open history, but I don't really care about that. He's got experience being in these events. Uh, and I'm looking for an outlier. Anytime you're betting someone at 11 to one, you need an outlier performance. But but Henley's playing good golf. He's the type of guy, I think when you get him right, you tend to get a pretty good performance. I think his miscut equity is pretty high here, but I also think his top 10 equity is higher than 11 to one. So with three straight top 20s coming into this, positive with the irons in all three, positive with the putter in all three, I wouldn't be even remotely stunned to see him have his best open finish uh, in this event. Well, if top 10 makes you nervous, maybe you could take him for top 20. Russell Henley plus yeah, 450. Yeah, uh, no, we're on the same page here. Yeah, plus 450 to finish top 20. Best finish at an Open is tied for 20th in 2015. Um, he, much like Harris English, has been a different golfer over the past year. He has an actual elite skill in his irons. That's, I believe, third in strokes gains in the approach this year. Uh, he's coming off three straight top 20s, including one at the US Open. Uh, not only does he have three straight top 20s, but he has multiple top 10s, four, in fact, on the tour just this year. If he's hitting his irons like he normally does, he'll make the weekend with room to spare. If anything else is clicking, he's in contention at the top. Um, I'm going to bet on his irons for this week. And obviously, so are you. So Team Russell Henley this week. Yeah, that's uh, Team Russell Henley is a dangerous game. Been on that team for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, but listen, the Open more than any other major, and we'll talk a lot, this, a lot about this on shows uh, throughout the week. You see some crazy guys hang in there. You see crazy winners. You see crazy top fives, top tens. There's going to be some randos up there, a lot more crazy than, than Russell Henley. My last guy. Going to top 20 market, again, just a number that I'm not shocked. I'm not saying it's a misprice, but six to one on Matt Jones uh, to get there. I think that's pretty decent. And when I look at his year, it's been really interesting. Wins at Honda, then he kind of fell off a cliff. And he's making cuts. Uh, you know, he's made four, three straight cuts, and he's made six out of eight. But he really has no top end finishes. Best finish over that stretch is 26th. It's an easy, I might say it's an easy fix. It's easy to see why. He's lost strokes on the approach in all of these tournaments. He's got to flip that. But I, when I look at the long-term peripherals, he's a good win player. He's a world-class around the green player. Uh, and it's some, you know, he's Australian. He's certainly uh, used to some link style golf courses. So everything like that in a macro build, I think he sets up pretty well. Now, I don't know if his game is in shape uh, to contend here, but he's got some experience in opens. He's made three or four cuts. Uh, again, you're getting six to one on a top 20. I, I think that the form kind of takes out uh, him really contending and maybe even it takes him out of, of being a factor at all. But at six to one, again, when you have long term peripherals that lead you to have success in opens, in my opinion, you're willing to, to bet on some spotty form in the short term. I'm feeling good about this, man. I this think we're good. walking away with some W's. Uh, obviously, Henley finishing <laughs> ninth. Ninth would be <laughs> ninth would be is awesome. the you're looking for. Yes. Yep. That would be that would be fantastic. I'd be more than okay with that one. I like it, man. I like it. I am so excited to just sit down and watch this. I love that it's on at different times. Like, to, I love sporting events that exist on a different time span. 
Uh, that's why I love soccer so much. I love watching the World Cup when games start at like two o'clock in the morning. And this is the same, same for tennis too. It's, tennis. There's something there's something really fun about watching sports at times where you don't normally watch sports. It makes it feel more important somehow. That's great. Am I crazy? No, I mean, probably, but we're, we're crazy <laughs> in that regard. I, I like watching uh, golf really early in the morning and that's what we're going to get here. But as I said, this tournament has so many different layers and angles and things that are going to change. You want to stay on top of that news. The best way to do it is get involved. Sign up for the week uh, if you're not a member. Get in premium Slack. Watch the shows. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and let's make it a really profitable uh, British Open this year. There we go, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the PGA Contenders. Ben, where will we Where will we be next week? No. Nope. I have no, there it is. no idea. I'll tell you this. We'll be back in america uh after the last major but there's still plenty of golf that's the one thing you think oh all four majors are done the golf season's over that couldn't be further from the truth there's some big time tournaments left the fedex cup playoffs and then we get to do it all over again so uh plenty plenty of golf left in the 2021 season can't wait everybody good luck this weekend be sure to hit that like button subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live we will see you again next week for another edition of the pga contenders 